The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah. Philly. Bird gang. Yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that bird gang energy. Bird they trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. It's fourth and jump. Ooh, we. Yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all bird gangs alike. Aggil, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Good question. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, who's next on the trade block? Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly, Eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Back again, steps up. He is, the ball is deflected and loose. Picked up by the Eagles. It's Jernigan. Jernigan down the sideline. No, it's Bradham. Nigel Bradham! Bradham picked it up and took it in for a touchdown! And the Eagles have defeated the Dallas Cowboys 37 to 9. What's up? Philadelphia! We are 
broadcasting from the beautiful new media studios right outside of Philadelphia. Welcome to the 2017 Week 12 edition of the 4th and John Show. Look, man. Alright? Look. Listen. We tried to tell you. We tried to tell you, Cowboys fans, what was going to happen when the Philadelphia Eagles rolled down the Jerry World on Sunday Night Football. We tried to tell you here on this show, the writers tried to tell you on 4thandjohn.com. Gail, even you and I leaving the Denver Broncos game on video, we posted it up on YouTube, we tried to warn the Dallas Cowboys what was going to happen. But what do we hear all week? Oh, you guys ain't beat nobody good. Well, you know what, you're right, and we still have it. What else do we hear? Oh, the injury excuses. We're missing Sean Lee. We're missing our left tackle. We don't have Zeke because he's suspended. Well, hey, guys, listen. I see your injuries because we don't have a running back, a left tackle, and a middle linebacker either. And I raise you one field goal kicker in the game. In the freaking game, we can't kick field goals. We can't kick off. We got a linebacker kicking off. We can't kick extra points. We got to go for two, and you still can't beat us. And what do we hear from them afterwards? How many Super Bowls you got? How many rings you got? Well, you know, Dallas Cowboys fans, you, you, uh, you're right. But as far as the 2017 season is concerned, you can take a fucking seat because we'll be busy chasing that there ring. Speaking of which, listen, we've talked a lot on this show about the D word, about the P word, about the FRB word, and most importantly, the SB word. Now, all I want to do right now is set the table for the listening audience, the viewing audience, and all of you here in the studio. Because I don't understand, I don't think we really kind of have wrapped our head around this, the, the gravity of the situation yet. The Eagles are 9 and 1. They just beat the Dallas Cowboys. This division is a lock. We can stop calling it the D word. We won the division. The Dallas Cowboys would have to win out, and we would have to win no, which which isn't going to happen. And we wouldn't have to win. We would have to win no more than two games, which isn't going to happen. So the division's a lock. Congratulations, congratulations, Eagles fans! You have just won the division by proxy. If you win the division. Guess what? We can stop calling it the P word because it's now the playoffs. Which, by the way, if you win the division, you host yourself a home game. So congratulations, Philadelphia. We have extra football at Lincoln Financial Field, which means an extra tailgate. Get them playoff tickets. Now we can move on to the FRB word. First round bye. Because if we get that, it is now two home games that we play. By the way, our biggest, our biggest rivals, are, are the, the, the teams that are most dangerous to us right now are the Vikings, a dome team, the Saints, a dome team, and the Rams, a warm weather team. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you don't want to say the SB word, it's not my place here to tell you how to react as a fan. But if you don't look at this particular team and the landscape of the NFC around them and say that this isn't a Super Bowl contending team, that this team will not fight for a Super Bowl team, and that this team isn't a Super Bowl quality team, I don't know what the fuck can tell you anymore here on this podcast. It's time Surprise, to get motherfucker. It's time to get fired up. Speaking of getting fired up, a man who was on fire, he was spitting flames from the microphone last week in <laughs> anticipation for the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. He is my partner in the booth. He brings the proof. 
and he speaks nothing but the truth. My man, Mr. Gail Saunders, how are you today, sir? Fired up. Still still fired up, man. Hell yes. You got to feel good about yourself. I mean, uh, a quote. I'm going to quote Aristotle here. Uh Uh-oh. You are what you repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Now, what have the Eagles made a habit of doing? Just being the number one team with the best record, the best rush D, the most offensive touchdowns, the most 20-plus point games, the most 25-point games, seven straight, 30-plus games in four straight, best team in the red zone, best 10-plus yard plays, 10-plus yard rush plays. I mean, it, who? this is what this team is. They've shown you who they are, and that's the best thing about it. All, you know, the national media can say what they want about this team, but this team doesn't need to be validated by them. They validate themselves in the locker room. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be a fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> to look at this team and not see what they're bringing every single week. I, I, I mean, we know what we see, and we're having a great fucking time. A great fucking time doing it. Well, you just quoted Aristotle. I'll just quote Mr. Charles Kelly. Habits reflect the mission. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you couldn't get it done, but one Dougie Fresh, Mr. Doug Peterson, certainly is. That was a great quote by you. I like that. You like that? That, that was deep. That was that deep was in deep. there. I mean, you, but we do got – you just mentioned Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Think about the ego of an NFL athlete. To get all these guys to buy in. Mm. It's been a tremendous asset. To, I mean, you you can't get. I mean, they, their ego. These these guys. They want to get paid. They want to get. They want to get those bonuses. They want to get those contracts. And guys like Alshon Jeffrey are putting aside numbers in order to get this team W's. Carson Wentz doesn't give a damn if he gets two hundred yards a game uh, passing. Uh, we we don't have a guy a receiver on pace to reach a thousand yards we don't have a rusher to uh, on pace to reach a thousand nope they don't give a fuck they care about wins absolutely and and doug has cultivated some something nice in the locker room so i mean oh man and it is a rare matter it it is a rare thing this day and age to see talented multi-million dollar athletes you can look across the nfl and point at other teams where the locker room isn't happy by the way thank you miami dolphins j train was rolling (laughs) against the dallas cowboys you can take a look at all this all these you know high profile athletes that are just in it for the payday that their heart isn't in the football and here in philadelphia you have a group of Really superior athletes put together by Howie Roseman and, and this front office, and they're all sharing. They're all sharing. Doug Peterson was on uh, 94 WIP. Uh, it was either earlier today or yesterday, and he was asked, how do you keep all these running backs satisfied with the amount of carries that they're, that they're getting? And all he said was 9-1. and one. Winning is contagious. When you're winning, dude, you are filling it. And just to touch on one more thing that I forgot about, Gail, as you were as as you were uh, speaking there, remember back in the off season, Doug Peterson compared this team to like the the Packers yeah, Super Bowl one team of the best and said he's that, seen. 
Yeah, and one of the best he's seen since the Super Bowl Packers teams that he used to play on. And we all crucified him for Dougie, why would you say that? Why would you set that expectation? Lo and behold, you can't handle the truth. We can't handle the truth, and maybe he had a point. Next up is their guy working the social media, even though Twitter isn't working on his laptop at the moment. <laughs> Mr. Philly Mike, how are you today, sir? Scale! How about the Cowboys? Yeah, what's going on, boys? This team is special. I, I have nothing else to say, but this team is special. This team is so well-rounded. One of the best defenses in the NFL. One of the best offenses, the top offense in the NFL. Let, let's do the Wentz versus Prescott comparison, okay? Because we know on Twitter, there's a Wentz versus Prescott, Dak better, Carson better. Wentz played, he had 14 of 27 of the 168 yards, two touchdowns with a rating of 95.9. Dak Prescott, 18 of 31, 145, zero touchdowns, three interceptions with a rating of 30.4. This team has something going on. Frickin' had pressure on Dak the whole entire night. Even though the first, even though the first half was really shaky. It really was shaky. But I even tweeted out, I said, I'm not in any panic mode. We've been making adjustments this whole season after halftime. And it showed. Scored 30 unanswered points in the second half. Whew. Super Bowl, guys. I, I know, I'm trying to make it one week at a time here. But, guys, it, this team is something special going on. There's, there's no shame in saying it. And, again, I can't tell fans how to react to that. We, we did a little, uh, like, a mini podcast prior to uh, this show right here this evening for, for our dude. Um Evan, who's, uh, who's doing it for something at Temple there. And he asked us a question about what it would be like if the Eagles won a Super Bowl. How do you think the city would react? And quite frankly, I don't know. Like, I know it would be joy. I know it would be uh, euphoric in a, in a way. But, you know, you talk to the, the old heads, and they'll tell you about what a Flyers parade feels like, what raising a Stanley Cup feels like. You talk to some people a little older than me, and they'll remember what a Sixers championship feels like and what it's like to have a parade for the Sixers. I was there during the 2008 run. I was on Broad Street celebrating after the Phillies won the World Series. That was amazing. That was the single best night of my life. Broad Street completely shut down, a sea of red, people, strangers just hugging each other, everything like that. It was amazing. Now, what's an Eagles Super Bowl parade going to be like? I have no idea. I'm not sure, again, going back to the intro, I'm not sure that this fan base even knows really how to grasp what's currently happening right now, let alone what a Super Bowl might be like. But we can start using that word. We, we can start using that word. There is absolutely no shame in it. Running the soundboard right now is our boy Evan Bubblegum here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. I just got to get one thing off my chest real quick. How about them Cowboys, man? How about them Cowboys? Oh, my God. It feels so nice. I, c- I could really care less about the players so much as the Cowboys fans that I actually know. It is so nice to, sit, to stick those dirty, rotten cockroach weasels back underneath the bed and, and just, I'll see you next year, okay? I'll see you next year. <laughs> Your season's fucking over. Uh, the game, it started off slow. Wentz, he actually looked human for, uh, for one of the first times this season. And, uh, but like all other games during this win streak, one thing that happened that has been happening every other game, Doug adjusted at halftime and they dominated the final 30 minutes. Uh, the defense, the entire game they were dominating. Mm-hmm. And someone who really stuck out to me 
is our uh, first round pick uh, this year. Is Barnett. Derek Barnett? That dude was menacing, dude. So I just gotta say it one more time. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? I, I freaking I freaking love it, Mike. You know what? While you, while uh, while you were doing your thing over there, I was looking up because you mentioned the only nine points, right? They didn't reach the end zone. Only nine points. Yep. And for all the excuses that Cowboys fans make, as far as the left tackle, the linebacker running back position. You look at the 2016 Philadelphia Eagles, right? Yeah. Uh, here's a team that had woes along the offensive line, who struggled to run the ball simply because they struggled to throw the ball, right? They didn't have anybody who could take a top off of defense. All their pass receivers, I mean, you're talking about DGB. You're talking about Jordan Matthews. You're talking about Nelson Aguilar, who yet to has his head wrapped around his role in this offense. The Eagles scored in that entire season no less than 13 points. So you can feed me all the excuses you want for one game against the Philadelphia Eagles when all those excuses apply to a Philadelphia Eagles team completely last year through a whole 16-game schedule, and they scored no less than 13 points. Shut the fuck up with your excuses. (laughs) Hold this L like a little boy and sit your ass in the corner because your season is done. And a very special guest here in the studio, rocking the Philly Dilly, 4th and John shirt. You know him from the tailgates. You love him on Twitter. It is Mr. Classic Jeff. How are you today, my friend? Doing well, doing well. How are you guys tonight? I sense a lot of excitement and energy. Did something good happen on Sunday that I missed? Maybe. A little bit. Maybe. A little bit. Yeah, let me tell you, you know, at 1059, you guys know I work in energy, so I got a lot of friends down in Dallas. I got a great text. 1059 from one of my best friends who's a Cowboys fan, and he said, now it's as I thought it would be. They knew what was coming, folks. Yep. They knew the train was rolling into town. They knew they had no shot. And at the end of the day, we proved that we are the best team in the NFC East, and dare I say the NFC, and, and dare I say the, the league. You know, there's one thing you didn't mention, Iraq. There is another team I want to mention who maybe has, has a little bit of a chance. They, they just... Fought off a feisty Seattle team Monday night, the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons, the reigning NFC champions. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to discount them, but their their old home just got blown up. They're in a new home, and I don't know if they're quite ready to quip, to christen it. So they can't pipe in the sound. I don't think they can. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they can. Yes. If the uh, if the playoffs began today, the Eagles would be the number one seed and have a bye. The Vikings would be the number two seed and have a bye. Third seed would be the Saints. Fourth seed would be the Rams. Fifth seed would be the Panthers, and sixth seed would be the Falcons. The Saints would play the Falcons. The Rams would play the Panthers. Either way you look at that team, the lowest-seeded team would then visit the Philadelphia Eagles, whatever seed is the lowest. So you're looking at a Panthers team that we have already beat on a short week in their house. And we beat the refs, too. And we beat the refs, too. A Falcons team who's kind of coming into their own and battling, but I don't see them on par with a Philadelphia Eagles team, especially injuries at the running back and stuff like that. New offensive coordinator. That offense simply isn't as potent as it used to be. The Rams, who were shown to be mortal. It's amazing what happens when you shut down Todd Gurley, isn't it? It's amazing what happens when you shut down the run game. They they, they lost. Kyle looked a little nervous in that game. What's that? He looked a little nervous in that game when they couldn't get it going on the offense early. He looked a little rattled, felt very uncomfortable in the pocket, and was erratic with his throws throughout the game. So you saw what... A little bit of pressure can do on on what we consider a younger guy, but hey, we got a younger guy on our side too. And then the uh, and then the Vikings, who I I just I respect them as a team. They're good, but I just can't fear Case Keenum. I know he's playing well. I know he's playing at a high level and putting up career numbers. But to me, he strikes me nothing more as like um, Alex Smith. 
No, no, not not even that. Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0. You know, there, there's always some journeyman kind of veteran quarterback who's bounced around from team to team that every once in a while will pop up with a team and have a pretty good year. I mean, not top to – it would be an average year for any of the top quarterbacks, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, remember with the Jets a couple years ago, was kind of was um, kind Almost like a poor man's – Almost like a poor man's Jeff Garcia. Like, a, yeah, something like a veteran quarterback has a good year. I just can't fear Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just can't do it. Not with this defense, not with the pr- pressure that they're applying. I mean, can they, can they block our defensive line? Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I, don't think a lot, I don't think a lot of teams in this league can block our defensive line. Mm-hmm. They're a lot less dangerous without Dalvin Cook in there in the backfield. The, the combination of McKinnon and Murray is, is not something that I would fear. McKinnon's undersized. And we've seen that guy in the backfield for Darren Sproles the last two years, so we know how to how to defend it. And Latavius Murray is just a journeyman running back who's having an okay season. I mean, if they had Joe Webb starting at quarterback, I'd be a little <laughs> concerned. A little bit concerned. Yeah, yeah. Know. You know, you, you said it earlier, E, that that SB feeling, and mm-hmm. I'm finally going to say the words. Oh wait, 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 wait! Everybody, be quiet. I've been reluctant. Jeff is going to say it. My last two articles on Fourth and John, I said I won't say it, but I'm going to say Super Bowl now. And if you ask say me, it with your chest. Super Bowl! <laughs> you know, if you asked me this question week one, would it be a disappointment if the Philadelphia Eagles didn't make the Super Bowl? The answer was no. Because we weren't ready for a Super Bowl run. Everyone before the season started said anywhere from, I heard, 7 to 9 mm-hmm. to 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. 10 and 6 being the extreme where people were giving us games that I couldn't have even fathomed we were going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I had I had him at as, as a nine win team. I had, a 10 I had us nine and seven. I, put I was my an money extremist. Over over eight and a half wins in <laughs> in, uh, in in Vegas to start the season. I laid a hundred bucks on it. I won it, so I'm excited about that. Nice, but you, this, can, put the, you can put that towards the lappy tracker. Yeah, yeah that's, and we'll, we'll get we'll get it. We'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> to your point, it's a different team than 2004, where we brought in Curse, we brought in Owens, mm-hmm. we had been to three straight NFC championships. Mm-hmm. We were absolutely expected to be in that Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm going to be very disappointed right now if we don't make it to the Super Bowl. We are the team to beat. We're 9-1. and one. We have a top three defense in the NFL. We have a top five, six offense in the NFL. There's nothing standing in our way for the first round bye at this point. It's all on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And the team believes in themselves. It's yeah. just a question of it, it, are we going to hopefully not. At, or, are we going to get past the next couple games injury-free? Because we all see what injuries are doing to our, our opponents. Yeah. Seattle just lost half their defensive backfield. Cam Chancellor just went down, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you I know. think their biggest competition looks themselves in the mirror every morning. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, awesome. you know, I, awesome. I, I, that's how f- confident I feel about this team. And, and, and their biggest competition looks back and gives a big old smile because they, they are feeling themselves. I think a little bit what's lost in this, in, uh, this entire game, and, and I'm, you know, today I'm not – I'm not fired up. I'm not riled up. I'm not. I, I feel satisfied, like like at Thanksgiving after you eat that big meal and you want to pop your you know your your top button and kind of lean back <laughs> in the right. I just feel satisfied. We're all high in here. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. It's coming. But 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 I feel I I feel satisfied because when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, lost in all of this is the fact that they needed this game. This is a game that they had to fight tooth and nail to keep their season alive if they had any chance of reaching the playoffs. Right now, they're, they're sitting at the 10th seat behind the Packers, behind the Seahawks, and behind the Lions. Man, that's a tough hill to climb. And they came out 
and we just dominated them. Now, granted, the first half, you know, a little, a little nervous. I think we can all agree at the nah. first half. No? You, no? you weren't? No. You weren't? I wasn't nervous one bit. That's all I was saying earlier. I even tweeted out. I said I'm not even nervous. We've This whole season, we made adjustments at halftime. I've had text messages. Our boy Chizzy and Lacey were getting a hold of me. They're like, they're all nervous and everything. I'm like, I'm not even worried. You can even ask them. I wasn't even worried. The we one just, thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's just our run game got going in the second half. That was what, probably the biggest main adjustment that Dougie woke the hell up and said, hey, we need to start running. The and one thing worked. that had me feeling confident is the fact that the defense was absolutely determined this game to keep them out of the end zone. And they did the entire game. When when they were getting all the way down there, and then they were forced to uh, kick a field goal, that's when I knew that like this defense was going to keep this game in check. Yeah, I saw, I saw a nice little stat. I mean, the Eagles' last five drives of the first half, they only had 13 yards, and then after the half, I mean, the Eagles' first three drives of the second half netted 250 yards and three TDs. To me, that tells me that this team is explosive. Yeah, and they can run the football when they want to, um, and w- once they get the run going. It opens up everything. Ajayi's been right in. He has 15 carries for over 160 yards already. And he's just only played two games. I mean, it's just everything. 11.2 yards per carry. (laughs) And we've only seen the tip of the iceberg with Ajayi. He doesn't know the the full playbook yet. He wasn't even a major piece of us getting to here. I mean, we were, what, 7-1 and without him? And now we add in Ajayi with 11 yards of carry? I I, I said it last year or or last week. You know, during the bye week, somehow this team finds out a way to get better. Mm -hmm. Not only speaking about the J train there and all he's contributing, Mm -hmm. but Darby. Wow, does Darby. Welcome back. Welcome back, Darby. And checking all the boxes. Man. All right, you want to stick a tackle where there's nothing but Dez Bryant in the end. You, Dez Bryant, you, Enzo. You have got to make that tackle. There was a, there was a blitz going on where it left him one-on-one on the island, and he wrapped up. You check that box. All right, break up a pass in the end zone. Check that box. Pick off a pass. Check. He, he besides Barnett and besides Bradham's touchdown— Darby looked like the best player on defense out there. He led the team in tackles. He had yeah, eight tackles. Yeah, that is unbelievable. The stat on Des Bryant: <laughs> targeted fourteen fucking times, catches eight passes for uh, sixty-three yards, four point five yards per target. Does he look like a bitch? Throw up yes, the X. He, yes, throw he up did. the X. <laughs> yes, he did. And we want to get to the phone calls because I know all you guys are hyped up. Uh, about this big win against the Philadelphia Eagles. So we want to go to the phones. First person we're going to bring. Oh, I love her. Oh, I can't wait to talk to her. AJ, you are on with Fourth and John, baby. How you doing? Who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Miss AJ. Yes, you sexy thing. Who's Speak your on daddy, it. I'm Jerry Jones. the most. I, listen, I let, heard... let me just tell you Go how. Ahead. First of all, I I was with a, a bunch of my male friends, but I totally was cussing like a sailor. I was <laughs> screaming. I'm shocked I had a voice the next day. I it was a very boring first half, but I knew it was just you know a little bit of the hangover from having such a long break. But 
Man, once Carson and all them started doing the money shower celebration dance in the middle after Kenyon scored, I was like, "Oh, it's it's on." They they found their they found their stride. I never worried at that point. After a while, it was just the more I looked at Dak on the sidelines, I said, "Take your helmet off, player. You ain't even playing tonight." Yeah, I love it. I love it. I've heard AJ call into this show and a lot of other shows. This is the most fired up I've ever heard her. Now let me ask you this, because we just brought up like like at halftime, the Eagles are behind. They hadn't played well. Uh, they were dropping passes. The offense really hadn't been moving. The defense was keeping them in the game. But I listen. I don't want to say I was sweating it out. But the ghost of Kansas City past kind of creeped its head over its, over my shoulder and just went. Remember me? I don't run the ball. You know? Did you? Did you at any point? Yeah, re- re- I had. I had a minute where I started feeling like we were having Andy Reid like getting away yes. from the run again, and I was like, "Don't do it, Dougie. Don't do that crap now." I was like, this is not the time. So, But once they finally started getting in that rhythm and then Ajayi ran that 71-yarder, I was like, oh, my Lord, they are about to do this again. So it just took me back to all those fun Monday night football games back in the past when uh, Donovan was playing and he did that whole, you know, a minute scramble before he found Freddie. I mean, it was that kind of, like, we're taking it kind of feeling like it's like we're coming back. It's back. And, and I think the difference with this team and uh, the Super Bowl team is just that obviously the youth, but it's this renowned, um, complete feeling of like you just said, E, um, feeling like you just had a great dinner. And it's just like, I, that's all I needed. And so Carson was all we needed. Ginger Jesus has brought life back into Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Now let, now let me ask you this, all right, because we, we, we opened up the show, and even Classic Jeff went out on a limb and finally spoke the word that shall not What up, be- Jeff? <laughs> what, what up, baby? What up, AJ? So, so he spoke the word <laughs> that, that shall not be spoken. Do you see this team as a potential Super Bowl champion? Oh, you put the C word in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that just feel like I'm not ready yet. Okay. I'm not ready to commit. She wasn't like ready. He wasn't ready. A lot of good loving, but still don't want to get the ring and all that crap. You just want to just keep him on the side. Yeah, I'm not ready to commit yet. All right, not not a problem. AJ, we appreciate you calling in. Thank you for the fire, baby. AJ keeping it real, though. Aye. She she is. She always keeps it real. Sure. AJ, AJ's one of the best callers we have. I didn't know you were going to pull out your C today. I didn't yeah, know wait, it was that kind of show. Li- listen, if we're if we're, if we're gonna th- we're, if we're gonna talk SB word, you know, I am the law. You might you might as well pull out your C. Rock out what you see out. Rock you know what I mean? Championship. I love it. Now we are going to go to one of our favorite callers. I know he is going to bring the fire. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line with 4th and John is the Zomster. Zomster, how you feeling, baby? If I'm dreaming, don't ever wake me up, baby. <laughs> and we're on the road to victory. How about those fucking birds, baby? How about them fucking birds, baby? Now, now... Hey, listen. On Twitter, you you uh, you're a self-proclaimed realist, which uh, part of the times can be, you know, sort of seen as maybe a pessimist. But we'll st- we'll stick with the realist words. Real talk. Is this team good enough to make a Super Bowl run? In your opinion, Mister Zomster? Yes, I'm going to say I don't like to talk the S word, and you all know that. But the sky is the limit with this team, simply because. This coach, who I was very pessimistic about, and he's done a fine job, and he's given me a hard time to say, listen, you know, he's given me a hard time to not back him. I, I, it just, this guy has got this team playing in such a level, 
he's a team guy. He's like a father figure to these guys. He's got them playing well. As regards to the S word, like I said, the sky's the limit. But mostly I see that when we face adversity, we faced it all. But the most one that says, you know what, this coach really knows what he's doing. He believes in the, you know, the players believe in him, is that the adversity regarding the injuries. Cox is gone. Darby's gone. Hicks is gone. I could go on and on till next week. And we're not only winning, but we're beating the shit out of them. Which yes. tells me that this system, that this coach knows exactly what the fuck they're doing. And besides <laughs> that first half, which gave me a little bit of the, you know, nightmares from the Kansas City game. Got yep. a little bit too passer happy. But then after that second half, he adjusted, ran the ball, opened up the offense. Bam! We get out of freaking Texas with a win, baby. I love it. I love it. And, and you know, you talk about, like, the adjustments and the Eagles finishing out. I mean, the Eagles' season margin of victory is 12.6 points. That is, on average, what they're beating these teams by. The last three games, we've beat them by 23 points, 28 points, and 28 points. Zomp, I remember you back in, like, you know, like, 2004, you were all hyped up for the Super Bowl. Is this team better than the 2004 Super Bowl team? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I have to say, offensively, how can I say no? I mean, I, I, you just look at the quarterback, first of all. You cannot win in this league without a quarterback. And Carson Wentz, and you know me, everybody's going to say, oh, it's not showing favoritism to Uncle Spuds, but I think he's doing a lot more than McNabb has done since he was here. And, and, and it starts with the quarterback. And the offensive line, they're playing with such freaking – nastiness and like we're just mauling people and and let me say something to you regarding the offensive line i have to apologize to big v i don't want to jinx anything but jesus christ this guy came in i said oh my god Wentz is gonna get killed i feel like we didn't even miss a beat and i got a credit to him man credit him absolutely zom we appreciate you calling in and bringing that heat hey real quick before we let you go rumor had it uh you're gonna be at the tailgate no, 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 not for, not for Sunday. No, I will not be. But I want to say one thing to you guys. Okay. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart, and have a very happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving, brothers. You as well. Yeah, we appreciate brother. that. Appreciate it. We appreciate Take it. Take care, guys. Take care. Take care. Right, yeah, he brought up an interesting point, the 2014 versus this team. And mm-hmm. the question there is I would say to you guys, other than, in my opinion, Brian Dawkins being – a better safety than either of the two safeties right now. Is there a player on that team that you would replace and put on this year's team because you feel that guy is that much better than what we have? Mm, that's wow, tough. that's that's a good one. That's tough one. Would you trade uh, T.O. for Alshon? Because no, I, I, I think team chemistry is the most important thing mm-hmm. going on with this unit. You subtract one guy, it messes with the team chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I feel like Alshon is a guy who is a selfless dude. Yeah, you need to look at a guy yeah. like T.O., he's he was a me guy. Yeah. And Alshon is a we guy. Uh so I mean it's a it's a big difference in players. But I, I you know, you look at a Trotter who was a thumper in the middle. I mean, Bradham is a thumper. I was it's about a to say more, if anything, I'll take uh, Trotter over Joe Walker right I now. I was about to say <laughs> Trotter over Walker. That's the only thing I think of at the moment. I'd say different league. Walker's a little bit better. Walker's a little bit better for for this type of league, a little bit more of a coverage guy than a trotter. Trotter's yeah. a run stopper, but yeah. our up front four, you know, you had you had Cole, Kierce, Darwin Walker, and Corey Simon. We weren't yeah, as well, deep. Wait, 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 because this is, this, is a, this is a great topic. This is a great point. We weren't point. as deep. So, so, so let's break it down a little bit, right? 
uh, defensive backfield, we were rocking Lito Shepard, Sheldon Brown, and Sheldon Brown mm-hmm. Dawkins, Michael, Michael Lewis. Lewis. Would you take this secondary over that secondary? Unit or player by player? Unit. I would take this one. Yeah, I would take this one. Well-rounded. I, would, I agree. A little bit more, more versatile, well- too. Yeah. More versatile. I mean, I mean the, you look at Malcolm Jenkins. Good, but you yeah. can remember, they, were, they voted themselves in the Pro Bowl, if you guys remember that. Michael Lewis had an interesting quote that said, I used to sit up all night long and vote for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and he snuck into the Pro Bowl that year, and he wasn't great, but he looked good next to Dawkins. Yeah, yeah. all right, so you got you got Malcolm Jenkins or Brian Dawkins. You, you kind of uh, got to go Dawkins. The cornerbacks at a whole, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take this group. I like this group. I'll, I'll take Darby and, and Mills. And we don't even have Jones yet. Yeah. We don't so even have Jones. Sidney Jones, Jones in the don't max. Don't forget Patrick Robinson. What about what about tackles? Well, well, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna go we're, to get, the, okay. we're getting there. Linebackers. All right. You got Bradham, and you got Kendricks. Now there's a little bit of question mark. You know, Walker in the middle, yeah. and then you had that linebacker group from 2004, which was Trot, right? Seminole. And was Ike still there? Seminole. Was was there? Yeah, he was there. Trotter but I don't think he was. I don't think he was starting. Either way, either way, Trot was the anchor of uh, anchor of that linebacking core. The weaknesses were were the outside linebacker mm-hmm. spots. I feel like in this, it's when Hicks was healthy, that entire linebacking core. I had Mark Simino. Mark Simino. Jesus, did you just look it up? <laughs> yeah. Christ Almighty. Jeremiah Trotter, Donnie Jones. Donnie Jones. Speaking um, of Mark Simino, the other playing. emergency linebacker kicker that came in for the Eagles. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, so secondary, we'll give it to this team. Linebackers, we'll give it to this team. Defensive line, I, 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 it isn't even close. Javon Curtis, uh, Derek Burgess, Darwin Walker, Corey Simon. It's not even close. Yeah, it, no. it, it's uh, not even deep. Nope. As deep. Offensive line. All right. This year's offensive line, even with the injury, with, Peters. with to, to Peters, we were rocking Trey Thomas, John Runyon, was uh, Art, Artis Hicks. Hank Fraley, Jermaine Mayberry, and John Runyon. Watch. I would say starting the season, this year's team. Yep. But right now, just because the yep. injury to Peters, even with the way Vitae is playing, yep. I, I go Runyon and Thomas. I mean, those guys yep. were I agree with you. I agree with you. Monsters. All right, I mean, so that's a, that's a 2004 team. Tight ends. You were this talk- team, no this question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chad. Chad. Unless you Chad. L.J. Smith and his fumbles in the Super Bowl. Chad Lewis. Running. Versus no broken tackles over LJ. Running back. Brian Westbrook and um Staley. Crow Buckhalter. Crow Buckhalter. Buckhalter. I think I, I, I think at this at, at this point this group as a whole is better than that. Now we don't have a Sproles was supposed to be our Westbrook, right? The guy who can catch a pass out of the backfield. Um although although Westbrook was so much more well-rounded. I mean, mm-hmm. he was in every down back. Yeah. But right now what this team lacks is the pass catching. Although Clement, Clement and Barner are doing say. are doing a good job, but as a whole, I think we can all agree this team. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the the guy the Brian Westbrook difference in that team versus this team was Brian Westbrook could take a screen and go 80 yards at any time. I don't necessarily feel that one of our guys right now not that they can't with the right blocking. I don't think Clement is going to bust off 80 that fast. No. Uh, he's not going to slip through Juke three guys. But, again, the way the line is playing right now, you know, he could get through there. Mm-hmm. But I would take Westbrook. But, again, as a unit, I, I'm taking these three guys. Clement, I'm taking Clement, Ajaye, Blunt, and Barner. Wide receivers. Pinkston. <laughs> I mean, you had, you had, you had yeah, future. Uh, Greg Lewis. 
Greg Lewis, Lewis the only uh, wide receiver, Terrell. Eagles wide receiver to catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell, Pinkston. Now Terrell Owens is the big that's, one. That's an easy one, man. I, I, say, I say now. Now? As a wide receiver yeah. now. As a group? Yeah. As a group? As a group, As a group. Yeah. If you're going Aguilar over Mitchell in the slot, I mean. All right. And 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 then last but not least, <laughs> last but not least, the Ginger Jesus Carson Wentz versus number, number five, five, will always love, love you, Donovan McNabb. Number five will always love you. I'm not loving him right now. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, you you, know, you got to go wash there? I, I, I would say wash. Yeah, I would say wash at this point. Carson's only in his second year. Donovan McNabb, you know, he, at, yeah. at that point was... Was at the top of his game. Yeah, yeah that, 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 I mean, he was a seasoned vet at that point. I mean, point. the biggest failure was never getting McNabb weapons until the end. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. too late, by the, you know, after that. it was. Oh, the biggest failure was they had better videotape than we did. But let's not hey. So, So if I'm reading this correctly, as we, as we speak the word that shall not be spoken on this show, we not only speak it, but we yelled it, all right? Six different uh, category posi- positional categories are going to this year's team over the 0-4 team. Only the offensive line of the 0-4 team, we will give the nod as better in quarterback position and wash. Again, I have to say it. What part of this team can you look at and say that this isn't a su- – listen, you don't got to say they're going to win it. You don't got to say they're going to get there. But this is a Super Bowl contending team, top to bottom, top team in the NFL, top team in the NFC – on the way to a first-round bye. That means two more home games. That means two more tailgates at Lincoln Financial Field. And hopefully, God willing, that parade down Broad Street. Am I right or am I wrong? You're fucking right as fuck. All right, we're going to go back to the phones because we want to bring on a very special caller who was there at Jerry World giving it to the Dallas Cowboys fans. You have got to see his Twitter account. Was Puga, on fire this week. Dude, I mean, like, a part of me was so overjoyed to see those videos of you smiling like an idiot in the stands and all those Cowboys fans sobbing behind you. But I got to be honest, part of me was, like, concerned, like, Puga, please don't get stabbed tonight. Please don't get stabbed <laughs> He's gonna tonight. He's going to get shanked in his back. How are you, sir? Um, I, I, felt, I felt 20 feet tall in Jerry World, I'll tell you that. I felt <laughs> taller than that stadium walking out of there, that's for sure. And then not only that. There was like a powwow like of Eagles fans, of like 300 Eagles fans just dancing up and up and jumping up and down like for joy in front of all these Cowboys fans. The police showed up. The sheriff's department showed up. They did nothing. They, they were just watching us like, yeah, we're not going to do nothing. Like, you guys just do whatever you do. And they just let us party like for an extra 30 minutes inside Jerry World after wow. the game. It was, it was crazy. So not, not we o- took it over. And it, not only did that happen, the, but the Cowboy fans – allowed it to happen kind of sounds like what happened on the field like they knew it was going to happen and they allowed it to happen am i right you know what they were all gone midway the fourth quarter like (laughs) as soon as uh, i forgot was it the alshon touchdown yep or the bradham touchdown i we scored so many times i i I lost count but uh i looked around my, my my section my area there was at least 15 17 empty seats just scattered around me but let me tell you the seats that were full were midnight green baby i've been you know i go to this game every year and this is the year that i've seen the most eagles fans come down to texas it was it was awesome it was it was it was just a sight to see and right. as far as that video goes i had no i had no idea what was going on uh the next day because i was driving back home to el paso and 
between Abilene and Odessa, there's nothing. I get no signal, nothing. <laughs> and when I, as soon as I got into the city limits, my phone just started going off and going off. And I kind of felt like you, E-Rock, my phone crashed. And I had to wait to get back. <laughs> he <home>. wasn't ready. <laughs> so, finally, <laughs> so finally see what was going on. And then uh, I got text messages from, from people saying, oh, dude, you're on 94 WIP. I'm like, dude, what are you guys talking about? Like, what's going on? And when I looked, man, I just... I just couldn't believe it, man. I was just, I was just having a good time, and uh, I'm just so glad I got the shit on the Cowboys fans, man. Because leaving that stadium last year, dude, was just, uh, you know, it just made it a lot sweeter this year. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yo, you, how did you feel though after halftime? As soon as, the, as soon as it was halftime, it was nine to seven. We were down. Was the Cowboys fans pumping their chests a little bit? Were you really concerned? How were you feeling at that moment before the thirty I, uh, point blowout? You know what? I, I, I was kind of, I was, I was a little uneasy. I was a little more upset that they just that that Doug got away from the game plan. You know, he came out with the first drive and just ran the ball down their throats. And I was like, you know what? This should be a cruise. Like we got this. As long as we can keep Dak and the offense outside of the end zone, we have a chance. But then he, uh, Carson took a hell of a shot. I, I forgot from who. He had to go into the tent, and uh, I got a little nervous there. I, you know, I. I I, my phone was still alive at that point. I looked on Twitter real quick, and I, it said that Carson was in the tent. And I, I was a little uneasy, you know, not not just not just because uh, the the you know the game, the emotions of a game when you're there of that magnitude, but uh, just uh, how do I say it? Just being there with all the Cowboys fans kind of made me really uneasy. That's mainly what it was. But then when he got back on the game plan in the second half, and they just blew the doors right off the. Uh, Right off the Cowboys, uh, I guess, game plan the second half, it was just nothing but smooth sailing, guys. I've never seen anything like that before. As far as, like, an ass-whooping. Yeah, baby. In Jerry World, never. never. I mean, Puga, like, speaking, of, the, just, Puga, speaking of smooth sailing, we saw you shoot your shot uh, try, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> you tried to get uh, to meet a lady at a certain tailgate. Did you ever, you know, the, the, oh. the listeners want to yes, know, you did. did you End oh, well, up meeting her at the tailgate. Uh, well, no, but let me let me tell you, uh, Michelle's a really good friend of mine. She lives in the same town that I do, uh-huh. and uh, you know she's she's just the biggest Eagles fan as, as, as me and as anyone out there. So I just I just wanted to hook uh, not hook up, but yo 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 Puga Puga, you smash or what? You smash? Silence he wasn't is golden. Ready. Silence is golden. Puga, we appreciate the videos. We appreciate you keeping us updated on your trip down to Jerry World. And uh, yeah, that was a beautiful sight to see. And thank you for sharing it with the uh, rest of Eagles Twitter. Oh, anytime, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, direct from Southern New Jersey, on the line, my friend and yours. Pukey Rob. Rob, how are you today? Welcome to Fourth and John. What's up? What's up? Did I do that. I well? got a nice little intro for when I for when I call in from now on. Tell me how that goes. I'm, I I I I don't think I've heard that before. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. What? How are you doing today? Tell me something. Tell me something good. What did you think about the game? How about them Cowboys? 
How about them? How about them? You tell us. Yeah, how about them? Uh, honestly, you know, I, I like how the Eagles got on with the running game, and it really, really worked. I don't know <sighs> if they should run the ball more or pass the ball more because they were just fucking going off during the running game with um, the three-headed monster and Clement, one and uh, Ajayi. I mean, Carson Wentz is the MVP right now. He's doing, he's fucking tearing it up even when he's throwing the ball. But dude, this running game is like Jesus Christ. What? What? Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank Rob for calling in. I think he had to to step away for a minute there. He wasn't feeling too well. Oh, God. (laughs) This show is Jesus. We need Ginger Jesus right now, guys. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. We We appreciate the call, Rob. All right, get, get, getting getting back on track, classic Jeff. While we have you as a special guest in the studio, um, update on the Lappy Tracker. No, update on the Lappy Tracker. I looked into the numbers. Nelson Aguilar is now on pace mm-hmm. through eleven weeks mm-hmm. for six hundred nineteen yards and seven touchdowns. Whoa, now, Nelly! Are you ready to concede the contest for the lap dances at Delilah's? Listen, I'm not going to say the word concede yet. There's a couple games that are left to be played. Anything can happen. Having said that, I'm really excited that my friend in Dallas bet me $100 on the game because now I have an extra to throw at you when we go to the Oh, absolutely. Now, now, speaking of which, because Zom brought it up in his phone call. He said he was wrong about Doug Peterson, which is nice. And we were talking before the show, Jeff, about, you know, sometimes it's nice. It's nice to be wrong. Right? Yes. Now, Gail, give me something about this 2017 Eagles team that you were wrong about that you are happy to hold an L on. Mm, I haven't been wrong about anything, guys. <laughs> oh, come on. Sorry. This got to be something. <laughs> Check out the big um, bread. I'm trying to think of it, man. I've been pretty hot lately. You've been pretty hot. All right, everybody else think about it because I'll, I'll give you mine. And it was Nelson Aguilar, right? I expected him not to even make the roster. When, uh, I got one. Okay, you got one. Okay. Uh, I was questioning Dougie P a little bit. Yeah. Earlier on in the season. That fourth and eight sh- shook my inner core. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, he's had the, the man in the mirror moments, and he's uh, rebounded. So, I, you know, that, you know, questioning him, that was, that was probably the one thing that uh, I got wrong. Not wrong? Okay. I think, I think the one thing going into the season that I was really questionable about, just because, like, looking at other teams try this strategy, it just really hasn't worked out, is uh, going into – I don't know where that came from uh, – is the going by running back by committee. I, uh, I really thought that going into the season that, like, uh, that sort of strategy – was just like if you don't have a bell cow running back that you like a Le'Veon Bell or something like that, a guy that you can rely on for three downs. I thought that was what you needed, but we've been getting it done with four or five running backs getting rotated in at a time. Mike, you know, I, I got some uh, breaking news here, guys. Okay, 
Philadelphia Eagles just tweeted <coughs> out that Brian Dawkins and Terrell Owens have been named to a Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalist All right. for their class you of can't 20. handle the truth. All right. Damn One way or another, we should be going to Canton, right? Because the, the Hall of Fame has to get, has to get it right as far as Terrell Owens is concerned. The fact that this guy hasn't been allowed in just shows that the writers and, and the, I'm sorry, the voters on the Hall of Fame are playing favorites. They got a vendetta. They got a vendetta, and that's no way a Hall of Fame should be run when you're second overall in total yards. In your career, in the NFL, when you've put up the numbers that he's put up, when you've been a, as dominant for as long as he has, to look at, and yes, he's bounced around from team to team, he's, uh, he's disrupted locker rooms here and there, he hasn't always been the easiest guy to work with, but it's, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it's not the Pro Locker Room Hall of Fame, it's not the Pro Free Agency Hall of Fame, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and what that guy's done on the field is undeniable. Mm-hmm. So is he... Going in then as a Philadelphia Eagle, Niner. Okay, yeah, yeah, Niner. it's it's, it's got to be a Forty Nine er. So how how do we feel about that? Are we are we excited? Are we proud? Or are we just happy to have been part of the experience for a year and a half? I'm happy for him. Yeah, I, I think he's earned it. Like just like he said, I mean, his, the Throw stats up. are there. He, yeah. He's earned his spot in the Hall of Fame, and we were a part of one season of his career. But yeah, I mean, we we were the best. He had a great in season. The guy's career. He, he, mm-hmm. he definitely had a great season. Yeah. Now, I, now I don't know personally, personally, if that's. Canton travel worthy, Terrell Owens going to the Hall. No. If, the, if the Eagles yeah. were going to play in the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame game, the first preseason game of the year, I'd, I'd make the trip. I did when Reggie White was inducted in. Me and my boy Herka, we, uh, we we got in a car, actually my company car. I got in trouble for that, and then we couldn't find any hotel rooms, so we ended up at a at a campground of America, KOA or something. I slept in the car, he slept in the tent. Did you say mm-hmm. at K and A, like in Kensington? No, 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 no. I, I try to stay in. Intent on K&N. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully I will never be to the point in my life where I'm sleeping in a tent yeah, in fucking Kensington. You got bust. But we, but we did it uh, we did we did it for Reggie and the Eagles played the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game. Just Terrell going in, I don't know if that's travel worthy, no. but you better no. bet your <laughs> ass. If number 20 makes it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, there will be a line of trucks and cars and Winnebago's of green heading west to Canton, Ohio. They have to do it. They put in a kicker before they put in Dawkins. I still am not completely over that. He was a good kicker. Fucking Morton. Mm-hmm. Hey, Morton, <laughs> Morton was one of the greatest kickers ever. And if it wasn't for... His brother missing that one kick in the Vikings championship game. We might have gotten to see a Randall Cunningham Super Bowl. Well, congratulations to Brian Dawkins, Terrell Owens. I want to get to the phones again because Harmon from Vancouver, calling all the way from Vancouver, is on the line. My friend from up north, how are you doing today? Good, good. What's up, man? How are you guys doing tonight? Feeling, feeling great, man. Feeling sad. Living the dream. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to just start off by asking you guys this one question because I actually got one Dallas fan to concede today. All I've been hearing about this whole week was, oh, if Tyron Smith was there, Zeke was there, and Sean Lee was there, um, this was a win for them. I don't care how many players they were missing or who wasn't there. This was a given win for me from the beginning for Eagles. At most, I mean, we beat them by 28 points. I'm still trying to figure out how those three guys could have made a difference. Dak was eaten from day one. All facets of the D-line destroyed him. Uh, we have the best run defense in the league. And honestly, what is Sean Lee doing, man? I, the guy is one more hit away from probably ending his career. So 
those three guys, I just still, I finally got a Dallas fan to concede. He's like, yeah, dude, he's like, those guys would not made a difference. Yeah. At best, they may have gotten one more touchdown. And that's what I'm trying to, I was trying to tell my, my other friends today, because they're like, they still don't believe in Philly. I'm like, what part of Philly don't you believe in? I'm like, right now, every part of this team is connecting. Whether it's the O-line, tight ends, you name it, receivers, everyone is in sync with this team right now. And my my only concern mm-hmm. after seeing that first half was, yeah, they had a slow start. They got their shit together in the second half, but they got to hope that that shit doesn't happen again because in a crucial game, like, if you get into the playoffs, like the P word, in January, you don't want to have a slow start against a team like potentially maybe Minnesota or New Orleans because they may capitalize. Right now, the rest of our schedule does not really scare me. Um, it's the teams that we're not playing that might kind of scare me, like maybe the Saints mm-hmm. and perhaps maybe even Carolina. Who knows who we playing in the playoffs? But I think our biggest threat to our is right now is not another team. It is ourselves. Absolutely. Hopefully, like I said, we learned our mistake from the Cowboys game. First half was awful. Make your adjustments. Stick to it. Because I was there in Kansas City for week two. And I saw the same old shit happen over and over and again. That's so I had the flashback. So. Yeah, man. Who <laughs> was week two? Now, Harmon, Harmon, now where where do you stand as a fan thinking about this team making it to the Super Bowl? Are you uh, are you cautious right now? Or are you you puffing your chest right now? A little bit of both, man. Um, you know, like I I'm always I'm always surrounded by anti Eagles fans, right? And you're from that, so I obviously pop them up as best I possibly can. But I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, we've already won the Super Bowl. We're looking on the next year. It it is a week by week process. Um, I do not want to, you know, I mean, we'll be like, I do not want to ha- have what happened to Cowboys last year, have an amazing regular season. Yeah. And then we get one and done. Yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? That's my biggest fear is God forbid we make those small, stupid mistakes. Hopefully we pass them already because we got no time for that shit in the playoffs. Uh, but as of right now, look at us. We're, yeah. Like you're saying, even before you were saying, we're destroying teams by like how many points a game now? Like Chicago. I mean, we're favored at what fourteen? I think we'll probably beat them by thirty. <laughs> you know we, I mean? like, we 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 absolutely now, do could not make those mistakes now. Absolutely could. And thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate your time calling all the way from Vancouver. You know, he 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 brings up an interesting point because the Cowboys fans they, they go back to them. They they keep hounding at this injury. You do you played a depleted team. You played a depleted team. Okay, how much is Sean Lee worth to you? A touchdown? I'll spot you a touchdown. How much is Ezekiel Elliott worth to you? A touchdown? I'll spot you a touchdown. How much is your left tackle worth to you? A touchdown? I'll spot you a touchdown. That's 21 points. We beat you by 28. We still win. Ooh. Like, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll spot you, I'll spot you 21 points based How off those. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll spot you all those points and you're still going to lose. All right? Uh, we have uh, David Melandra, a uh, writer on 4th and John. David, what's going on, man? I, I I know you talked about earlier about bringing some insight. What's what's on your mind? Well, how about the the city of Philadelphia is on a high right now after kicking the Cowboys' ass, pretty, pretty friggin' awesome. Then the NHL announces that the Flyers will be hosting the Penguins at Lincoln Financial Field. And that is cool. Coors Light NHL Stadium Series. Then. How about Terrell Owens and Brian Dawkins being point one of the twenty-five finalists for the Hall of Fame? Love it. Love it. Love it. Now, I mean, how, how are your feelings about the Chicago Bears? I mean, uh, this is, is this just a, another bump in the road for the, uh, the Eagles this week? 
if you look the last couple of years, whenever the Eagles play the Cowboys, they always have a letdown. And for some reason, I feel this could be that letdown this Sunday. But even though I think you're going to crush the Bears, but I've, I've gone, I've looked at the last couple of years, how the Eagles have done after they've played the Cowboys. The next game, is, they have always come out flat. And for some reason, this Sunday has that feel as a loss. Like they're due for at least maybe one more loss because I have them going. No! No! <laughs> no! Dave, Dave talking trap game. Dave, what what's, what's scares you about that's the Chicago Bears that you feel like our team could come home where we've been arguably the most dominant team in the NFL in the last season and a half? What is it about the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky that, that you fear that could lead them to victory on our home turf? It's just like like I said, the last couple of years after we play the Cowboys, that next game, it's like the Eagles are like saying, "Okay, we we put everything on the line against the Cowboys," and then the then the final week they come out very flat. Because if you look last year when we played the Cowboys, what was it after the overtime loss? I forgot where River we played after that loss last year. The Eagles lost that game too, so that was probably like a four, like was a three-game losing streak they had last year. So, basically, I'm just going by what I've seen the last couple of years. Well, we appreciate the phone call, David. Thanks for uh, thanks for dropping in and dropping uh, dropping your opinion on, your couch. <laughs> on the upcoming. I, 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 I can't see it. I, I, I can't see it. Right now, the Bears are scoring 17.4 points per game offensively on average. The Eagles' defense is giving up 18.8. The Eagles' defense gives up more points on average than the Chicago Bears managed to score. I mean, it's just one of those things that it's like, the Bears? Mm-hmm. Really? There's, there's, a great, there's a great write-up that you get on every time you invest, and it says past performance is no indication of future results. And this team has nothing to do with the team that was last year, no. other than some players are back, and it has nothing to do with the team from the year before. It's not Every spin same. of the roulette wheel is completely different. I don't care if you look at the chart and you see that eight red balls popped in a row. Guys, that has nothing to do with the next spin no, it's or not, the I, one I, after I that. I mean, this team is even killed. I say it every week. This team is even killed. This week is another business trip for them. Exactly. Um, you know, they're in and they're out and they get shit done. Um, I, I really just don't feel um, that there is a, it's a letdown game. I'm not by any means. Well, you know what? If we somehow, some way... Lose, we know we're going to first get a hold of. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah, don't speak it into existence. And, li- and listen, look, there, there, there's always this concern about playing down to your competition, right? When you're a good team, playing down to your competition. And one can argue that that happened against the San Francisco 49ers. The Eagles didn't have their cleanest, complete ball game. But at the end of the game, you look up at the scoreboard, he's still up by 23 fucking points, over 30 points scored. I mean, it's just one of those things you're like, uh, okay, they didn't play their best ball. They're still whooping people's asses. I mean, this, this is a quote from Malcolm Jenkins. Um, this is when he was breaking down the team after the big win against the Cowboys in the locker room. Uh, this, this shows you how focused, laser focused they are. He says, like I said before, stay in the moment. We're building something special and stay focused on the daily tasks and getting better every day. There are ways to improve every week, and next week we get back to whooping some ass. Family on three. Uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That just put that on a fucking Christmas card. You know what I mean? Like he, that just puts it in a nice little boat. It just they just fucking they just they took down the Cowboys, and they're they're already focused. 
You know, they're already focused on getting better. They're already focused on doing the, the small things, like getting up at 5 o'clock and watching film and seeing half the team in the, in the locker room already there. They're, they're focused, man. It's a, it's a race to see who's in the NovaCare complex first these days, and that's what you want from your team. Mm-hmm. But more than that, you have all the guys that are veteran leadership telling them exactly what you just said. Malcolm Jenkins, what does he have that, that a lot of guys on the team don't have yet? There you go. He's got that ring, guys. Mm-hmm. He's got that ring. Chris Long, he's got the ring. Every one of those guys well, is in the locker the room telling the team, hey, guys, it, it's a job. It's a business right now. Let's have our fun on the field when we score touchdowns. Let's have a little dance. Now get back to the huddle and play the next play. And that's what they're doing week in and week out. They're, Excellent they, point. Look, mm-hmm. there's no chance we're losing on Sunday, guys. I'm putting, <laughs> up, the, I'm putting up the no chance. Yeah. You know the no chance when you're like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Never say never. Look, I'm saying never. The Bears are they're a bad young team. They got a rookie quarterback. He's coming on the road. They're Lack not scoring well. They don't have any weapons. Their defense is soft. They got a running game, sort of. Sort of. Uh, what is the best facet of our team? Our run defense. Number one rush defense. We're allowing 71 yards so, on the so ground. So Mitchell Trubisky, according to Dave, is going to come in here. <laughs> I think he, Mitchell Trubisky last week, I had to pick him up off waivers. I had two QBs on by. Threw for 234 and one against a arguably average Lions defense. Mm hmm. He's not coming in here putting up 303. Nah, nah. He's probably going to put up 261 and 4, maybe. Yeah. He's probably going to look like Nathan Peterman. He's going to be frightened when he has Cox right in his face. I think anybody would be a little frightened when they have you know Cox in the face. Man. <laughs> It's a lot to handle. It is a lot to handle. I mean, that's, so like, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot. I wouldn't even know what to do something with something that big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fuckers. So let's run down the rest of the schedule, okay? Because right now we're looking at a 9-1 and Eagles team. At Chicago, or, or against Chicago, it's a win. Okay. Right. I, I, don't, I don't care. Business as usual. Business as usual. Then you're on the road to Seattle. Interesting. Tough place mm. to play. Twelfth man, loudest stadium in the NFL. Second. Banged up secondary. Their line. I was. I Banged took. A, I took secondary. a picture of the, a photo of their starting line, and nobody really. I mean, they had a Fetty on the on the uh, the right tackle who's had issues. Dwayne Brown has a uh, bum ankle. You see, bad he, bad? You see how bad he looks? I mean, he look, he looks sloppy. He looked awful. You know, they got Ethan Posick, a rookie at left guard. Um, I mean. I, they're not scaring me. I mean, Russell Russell Wilson is running for his life and making plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, their defense is not your uncle's Seattle Seahawks defense. This is so you're saying you're saying Dubs. I'm, I'm saying Dubs. Even with, even with the piped in sound. I think last year was <laughs> an awesome experience for us to be out there. Not just me physically, but the fact that the team went out there has played. Wentz has had that experience now mm-hmm. of playing in the two loudest stadiums in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Number one is still Kansas City. Um, so he's played in Kansas City, so he's he's seen the crowd noise, and he played there last year. And Look, football's a game of momentum, and we had a couple bad plays last year. We were in that game. In yeah. the first half, yeah. Yeah, Aguilar doesn't go off go uh, side or, or line up incorrectly yep. on Ertz's touchdown. Yep. That's a big one. Yep. And then Aguilar doesn't drop that huge pass over the middle where yeah, he had Sherman it. one-on-one to the end zone. Different game. But the point is, we've played there. We've mm-hmm. had that experience. It's not that intimidating to go and do that again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going W, and, and and that's a statement W right there. And Byron, Byron Maxwell is their starting corner. Nice. Remember that old, guy? Old, old baggy sleeve. Evan Dubs. 
I go Dubs. I, I, Carson Wentz, where, something that's not being talked about enough, he's the the leading guy right now for MVP of the league. Like That's what we're yeah. dealing with at quarterback right now. Him going into a Seattle team that is a shell of themselves without Cam Chancellor and uh, Richard Sherman, I don't see how he doesn't carve them up. I, th- I think he has his way with them just like he has every other defense. Jeff, season. you bring up excellent points, and I think you're 100% right. But for the point that I'm trying to grab to, that I'm trying to steer towards, I'm going to mark it down as an L. I'm going to mark it down as an L. Just, just roll with me on this one. Then we're at uh, the game that I'll be at, DJing uh, yeah. Santa Monica Pier. Will, will everyone in the room be there? You're gonna be. You're gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. You're gonna be there. I'll be there. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. You're gonna be there in L.A. Really? You're gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. All right. Awesome. I'll see you there. I'll see you. I'll see you there. Okay. So so against against. Fuck you, Evan. So so against the Rams, right? Hot team. Obviously showed a weakness against the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Win or loss. I'm still trying to get over that L in Seattle. I'm, 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 I'm driving to a point. I'm dri- don't <laughs> take it with a grain of salt because I'm driving at something yeah. here. In, in Rams, uh, that's that's a win. Ryan, I got to say that one of these two games is going to be an L because mm-hmm. I've watched enough NFL in my entire life, and I think it would be good, frankly, if this team took an L in one of these two games. So I'm going to say this one, tight game. Rams pull it out at home. Evan? I'm with Jeff on this one. Jeff on this one? Yeah, I think the Rams have a point. For the point that I'm trying to make, as Gail, like, sits there with the sour face on, I'm going to pencil it in as an L. Not to say it's going to happen. I'm, just, I'm driving towards a point here. Real quickly, we're going to go with New York Giants. I don't even get need to go. W. Oakland Raiders at home Christmas. W. W. They're, they're a team without an offensive identity. And da- Dallas and what should be a meaningless game at the end of the season at home at Lincoln Financial Field. Sweep them. Sweep them. I think right. it's irrelevant. So the remaining games, W, L, L, W, 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 right there. You are 13-3. and three. Ladies and gentlemen, you just bought yourself a first-round bye and the number one seed in the playoffs. And that's what you guys looking at me cross-eyed with a couple L's against the Rams and the Seahawks. L- ladies and gentlemen, that's how easy it is. That's how it's going to go down. We, we, again, they touch on the opener. We can start talking about, we can stop talking about the D word, it's the division. It is ours. We can stop talking about the P word, it's playoffs. We're in it. All you have to do is go down that schedule. Chicago, uh, at Seattle, at the Rams, at New York Giants, Oakland, Dallas. You win four of those games, you're at a 13-3, best record in football, kicking the feet up during the wild card round of the playoffs. And two fucking easy, two home games at Lincoln Financial Field, and you are on your way to the SB. You can start saying, that's the point I was trying to drive at, man. (laughs) I'm sitting there like, uh... Okay. But uh, okay, all right, 13-3. How's a 14 worst and 2? Worst case scenario. Worst, ca- worst <laughs> case. Give me 14 and 2. 14 and 2. I'll take that. I'll take 14 and 2. Give me 15 and 1. Either way, worst <laughs> oh. case scenario. I just spelled it out for you guys listening at home. Worst case scenario, 13 and yeah. 3 first round bye. Mm-hmm. Sink your teeth into it. Wrap your head around it. It's a reality. This team is going places. It's time we start using that SB word and saying it out loud. That doesn't mean that the football gods are going to look upon you and say that you're the jinx. That doesn't mean that they're going to the Super Bowl or that they'll even win the Super Bowl, although I did throw my C in it earlier. I did you not, love I, putting your C in it. Lo- I, lo- I love putting I love dipping my C in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, there's, there's a stat I saw earlier. There's, there's three numbers I want to say. The first one. 25% of the teams since 1961, when, when the Super Bowl came into existence, 25% of them have gone on to win 
the Super Bowl. So one in four chance right now, they're saying maybe for the, for our Philadelphia Eagles. If you're nine and one, it. I love it. Forty nine percent. So half, basically half the teams since the Super Bowl era began have gone to the Super Bowl. One in two chance right now is is what the world is telling us based on history. Now again, not an indicator of the of right. future expectations or performance. And then finally, seventy three percent have gone on to get that first round by and win the first round and, and get to the the division championship. The numbers are there, guys. Yeah, it's right in front of you. The team sees it. They have the leadership. They have the numbers in front of you, according to E. Just get through this healthy. Yeah. Get through this healthy. Play the same way you've played the last seven, eight games after you lost that game in Kansas City where you didn't have that running identity. Handle your business. And protect Carson. Uh, Carson's taken a lot of shots the last couple games. Mm -hmm. And last game was the game where I was like, fuck, get up, brother. I mean, yeah. but then you got, yeah, he's relentless in the pocket. He'll, he'll take a shot mm -hmm. and just deliver a ball. But he, they got to protect they wouldn't have a mini heart attack when he's doing the tent. Yeah, a little bit. I, I sure as hell did. I he did. spent about half half a second in there. Yeah. He, he was ready to get back to uh, game. He's plan. like, bitch, I'm from North Dakota. Yeah, come on. <laughs> like, like, I headbutt rams on a mountain. Pulls you an know? arrow like, just out eat of a his bison's yeah. balls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we want to get to the uh, our favorite segment of the show, Mike's favorite segment, the Twitter questions. Mike, fire away. All right, let's do it from our good friend, Birdman78. He says, are the Eagles better than Green Bay with... Aaron Rodgers. I say yes. I think so. Got a more dominant defense. I think they're a more complete team. Yeah. The running game, uh, the wide receiver position is, is kind of a watch. Defensively, I think as a whole, the Eagles are better. Uh, the one thing you can't discount is anytime Aaron Rodgers is in a game, I, I mean... They got a chance. They got a chance. They got a chance. So he, he, he's, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can see the difference in that team when he's there and when he's not. Uh, I'm going to give the nod to the Eagles, but I wouldn't sleep on the Packers or Aaron Rodgers with, with those two together. I mean, to me, Aaron Rodgers was the Grim, was the Grim, Grim Reaper for the Eagles. Yep. And when he went down, I was like, shit, we got a chance. Uh, but overall, I think we're a more well-rounded team than uh, the Green Bay Packers with uh, Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, with the Aaron Rodgers, you got a shot. But I'm going Eagles. No question. They're reeling on defense. They have no secondary. They're a little bit older on their line. At the end of the day, I think even with Aaron Rodgers, the Birds are a better team now. Would I want to see Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field with a minute and a half, one timeout, down six points? Absolutely not. That would terrify the hell out of me, even with our defense, because that guy's magic. We've seen it, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's Birds. Yeah, I, I take the Eagles all day over them. I think, like you said, the only thing that scared me would be uh, Aaron Rodgers in situational football where Carson Wentz wouldn't be able to come back out on the field and he'd just be able to ice the clock out. But uh, quite frankly, our defense is better. And not to mention, don't doesn't Green Bay, weren't they playing a converted wide receiver at running back for most of the yeah. year? Yeah, I mean, like our, our running back core is way better than They're banged up. Yeah. But Jamal Williams is starting. And, and, and what's the best way to defeat a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Keep them off the yep. field. Keep them on the bench. And that's what you do with a running game when you're chewing up clock, when you're putting points on the board through the running game and, you, and your defense starts to get gassed, uh, and their defense starts to get gassed. Then you can start laying off, right? You can start just covering because you know they're not going to run the ball. That, 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 to sum it up, that's the best way. And the Eagles, of uh, all the teams in the NFC, would probably be the best equipped to, to match up against Aaron Rodgers. Excellent question. What else you got? I right, got another question from Rick Keynes. He says, do we bring up Sturgis and risk a roster spot if Jake is not ready or have Hill attempt kickoffs and go for two every time? You know, I, I, I thought about this. If I'm Dougie P, just for pure entertainment, just to not disrupt the roster. Let's say Elliot's not able to go. 
if I'm Jed Dougie P, I'm just saying, no, it's the Bears. Fuck it. I'm, you know, we got we got the linebacker kid, the flying Hawaiian who's, who's kicking him into the end zone. Fuck it. I'm just going to have him do it. And then uh, I get to play. As a coach, you always like to dissect and solve problems, right? How do I solve this problem? How do I solve this defense? If you're on the defensive coordinator, how do I solve this offense? Wouldn't it be so much fun just to be like, okay, Here's what you're going to do. You got your linebacker kicking off, and you can't kick field goals. Anything but a punt situation, you got to go for it. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of fun as a head coach? I think that's Doug's dream scenario, to be honest with you. Yeah, going back to fourth and eight, he. he... He hates kicking field goals, man. This is like honestly a dream come true for him. Like hidden yeah. surprise. I think it'll be completely badass. Force you to do it. I mean, the funny thing is, Kamu, uh, what's his name? Kamu, Kamu Gruje Hill. Gruje Hill. Nice job, man. His, his, his girlfriend is a professional. Was a professional soccer player. Really? And a little nugget for you. So he's uh, learning learn some, chick, some tips from yeah. his chick. Yeah, yeah probably. I was because like that that form, man. The form. I was like, dude. Toe was pointed up. I mean, it was ridiculous. Did you steal that from Pat McAfee? Did you see his dissection? Welcome of the to no, the that's where I got it from. I, did, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I tweeted that back out. He he went through frame by frame and was fantastic talking about it. Exactly that. Yeah. Look, he's like, look at the stripes on the Adidas. The way his foot was pointed, it was like, dude, he's a linebacker thing. kicking like that. But then I was like, then I started doing some more research. I'm like, his girlfriend's a professional soccer player. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be the next like kind of revolution in the game? Diesel kickers. No, 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 in all seriousness, I know, I know, I know, we're, I know, we're kind of. We jo- I know we're kind of. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. I know we're kind of joking around about it, but what if I didn't have to waste a roster spot on a kicker, and I could just have a linebacker or special teams who's better at covering, <laughs> by the way, and that's how Jake Elliott got hurt. I know, I know, you're shaking your head, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm speaking out loud. I'm just daydreaming here. Like revolutionize the, the special teams game, meaning like all you have to do is train one of your guys to kick, your coverage guys to kick, and then fucking go for it every single time. Just fucking go for it. A hybrid yeah, player. I always think about this every game is you have a, you, you get a punter who runs a 4-2. What? I've been high. I'm high right now. But uh, anyway, <laughs> no, like you talk about having a, you talk about having a kicker or whatever. I'm talking about having a punter who runs like a 4-2. So you can go. You can go for it on fourth down. Oh, 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 oh. oh, 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 oh you're Because there's so many times that you, you well, see a punter like punt the ball away, and the whole left side of the field's over. If you got like a Nigerian punter running a four-two, you can. You how, can do, how do we get from where, this to Nigerian punters? I just said I was just going to ask one thing. So, <laughs> so seeing what happened on Sunday, if you got a guy like. Uh, say it again, Evan, please. Camu Gruje Hill. Gruje Hill. So you got a guy that can kick it in the end zone every time like that. Why even bother sending out your kicker who you may need? Why not just let that guy kick off each time? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like he's a better coverage guy. He's a better coverage guy. You still need a tackler out there. Yeah, you have another tackler out there. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I have no problem sending that guy out to kick, especially for this week. So no, the short answer is we're not. Sturgis's spot was yeah, lost was the, the minute fucking, Elliott we kicked went, 61. We went, we went from the, the minute Kru- Elliott kicked 61, that was the end of Caleb Sturgis as a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah, okay. We got another Next Twitter question. We are all Alright, we got a good friend, our tailgate friend, Zach Kressler. He says, has Derek Barnett overtaken Vinnie Curry's spot? It was only a matter of time. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know, Vinnie Curry is going to be one of those next year, those cap casualties. He's probably not going to be on this roster next year and free up some room. He's a good rotational guy nonetheless. Though. He's a good rotational guy. But listen, you, you drafted Barnett, who Jeff, me, you, but, and I, we were, uh, I think everybody but Evan was at the draft uh, that, you know, and we were all kind of upset when they took him. 
You know, we we wanted Dalvin Cook, we wanted uh, Ruben Foster, and turns out, you know, maybe those Philadelphia Eagles, you know, maybe they know what they're talking about. Thank God the guys in the Novacare complex are the ones cashing the paychecks and not us for the <laughs> draft choices. Not not a, not us slap dicks with signs. No, the, not us running the free podcast. No, it's not <laughs> us. Thankfully, thankfully, and look, yeah, but Barnett's been he's been a force, and if you've watched him the last. Just four weeks. I mean, every week the guy's better. And on that strap, sack strip fumble mm-hmm. where Bradham got it, I mean, that was his college move. He ducked right underneath Bell and was gone before Dak even had a shot. I mean, that was textbook Barnett. It was it was sexy. The guy's got a lot of great move, uh, or, or uh, he's got a great bend to him. Mm-hmm. What I would like to see is just like an inside. I'd like to see a better diversity of moves. And that comes with time, right? That comes yeah. with coaching. I mean, I mean he, he does have a lot of moves. I mean, he, he's... he's he started since his freshman year at Tennessee. I mean, he was a guy I had at number 13 in the draft right before us when he got to us. You know, I thought defensive end would be the most eagle thing to do, but you know, I, you know, he's he's been phenomenal this year. I, I had him at eight sacks coming into the season. I was like, he's going to get eight sacks. That was my hot take. He's halfway there. Um, last last week was just amazing. I mean. Bending off the motherfucking edge I talked about, and he, he showed it. He showed what he's mm-hmm. made of. And at the end of the day, he's also uh, he hustles. He runs to the ball every play. Look at him at, on all these different. Just just look at him. Look who runs to the football on every single play. All, all of them. All. It's of them. like you it, know, it's Chris Long. It's even like, even on the sack fumble, the the first guy into the end zone. Barnett was right behind. Was Barnett? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Guys, what is it? Building through the draft. Yeah. Is that, is that what, something we, we forgot is, how to what do? Is, is what is that? The, yeah. I, I, I don't understand. Guys we've drafted are, are on the field making a difference. Better yet, guys that we drafted are not on the field and are iced, and we're just going to get better next year. <laughs> a guy like Sidney Jones. Like, we forget. Like, we, like we keep reminding ourselves. Oh, and by the way, Sidney Jones, who is one of the elite cornerbacks in this year's draft. Supposed to the top corner coming out this, this one, year. One of them. Yeah. One you, of them. you know. And 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 he's uh, he's he's. We went from a weakness at cornerback to somehow a bevy like Surplus, a strength. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. We're gonna have a cornerback competition between Mills, Jones, and maybe Douglas next year. Yeah, for spot I, with Darby. I think you're gonna have to transition uh, Douglas maybe to a safety. Maybe mm-hmm. I I I, I did I talk yeah, about we, that. We, we like, talked about it for yeah. the last couple weeks. It's just there's just, just so many. I mean, Patrick Robinson. Do you bring him back next year, or do you? You let yeah. Mills, you move Mills over to the the slot, and then have Jones start on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It's, a, it's a good problem to have, though. Yeah. yeah, it's a good problem to have. Oh, I'm I'm keeping Mills on the edge, no question. That guy's yeah. a star right now. He's what do you do with Jones? Every corner. Sorry. What do you do with Sidney Jones if he's a beast? You know, that, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. Problem I don't know that my paycheck is big enough to answer it right now, but you know, one thing, just those those cornerbacks. Just think about it, guys. For for the rest of the run this year, the two teams that pop up in my mind on the other side of the league, the Patriots and the Steelers, what do they have a bevy of that they love to do? They love to throw the ball. Yep. They got tight ends. They got a big tight end on both teams. Mm-hmm. They got receivers, a great slot receiver on both teams. Mm-hmm. And they got a great guy on the outside on both teams. I'll run them down if you guys want to hear the names. No, 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 no. no. We, we know the right. names. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we've got guys that can cover all those guys. So... You know, our, our our team was was built for this run for yeah. this year, and we're only paying five point two mil for them. That's amazing. all that of them. Is, that all is. of them. What up? Hashtag that discount is. double check. <laughs> yeah. Twitter questions. All right, got another question from our friend Rollers Philly. He says, "When's in the offense got off to rough a rough start on Sunday? If and when we get the first seed, are you worried that 
that will start off slow after the bye week in the playoffs. Well, to all those people that said that, uh, if anything, the any worry that they had, the Eagles might start off the game a little rusty from coming off of a bye, those people were 100% correct. One, they, they couldn't have nailed it any better. But this team has the ability to make the adjustments at halftime mm-hmm. that we have not been able to see prior coaches, one Chip Kelly and more specifically one Andy Reid, be able to do mid-game. But, I mean, that first drive was methodical. Yeah. The way they moved down the field was amazing. There was uh, they, a lot of execution. They sliced and dice. It was like four runs, four passes, eight plays, 75 yards. Uh, I think they got away from the run too much um, in, the, in the second quarter, I believe. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm not af- I'm not afraid. I feel like we'll, we'd be at home, a different different energy level will be here. Um, I think we'll be ready to go. This is playoffs. And, and then again, all, all these players that we brought into this team have a lot of playoff experience in, in that locker room. So. Any anytime you can reduce that playoff run from three games to two, it's a benefit. Mm-hmm. You got guys that, that that have time to get healthy. You have time to game plan for the teams that you think you might play. It, it's it, it, all it is is a benefit. And I think it, like, it, to touch on the the points that you were making, like in Seattle, everything's a learning experience. So them coming off this buy here is a learning experience. They'll learn to avoid the certain pitfalls and be and be just overall better prepared to start the game not being so rusty. Watching Holopa Dabuti Vaihai get his ass kicked last Who? year. Holopa Dabuti Vaihai. Can't even say his name right. Vaitai. <laughs> Vaitai, big bit. Yeah, I apologize for butchering that, but just watching him get his ass kicked last year. And how many times have you guys heard his name in the last two weeks? None. Yeah. That's what you love to hear from an offensive line. I don't want to hear that. There's a good story about Big V. When he was a senior at TCU, he bumps into Jason Peters in a mall, just really? randomly wow. in Texas. And he, he's like, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a tackle. I play at TCU, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. Yeah. You know, he gets drafted by the Eagles, the first guy who calls him, Jason Peters. Really? Yeah. Uh, and, and he says that, you know, basically Jason Peters had been like a mentor to him. He just There's a tweet out, I, I believe Ruben um, said that uh, Jason Peters tweets him during I don't, I don't know what the – He said he, like, texts him. Texts him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, see yeah. Vitae on the phone, like – Checking Twitter. And he's basically so <laughs> was, Jason Peters is like coaching the from yeah. the from the his couch. It's an amazing Texas. thing, and then, and that's what's special about this team. They all lift each other up. Yeah. Next man up, comp, uh, you know, kind of a concept, and the fact that they're so willing to share and help all the other players on the team. Mm-hmm. Keep it rolling. All right, another question from our buddy brother Frank. He says, "If we make it to the Super Bowl and win it, what's the first thing you guys are doing?" I'm a cry. That's the first thing I'll probably do is cry. Not gonna yeah. lie. I'll probably be so wasted I don't even remember. <laughs> no, don't drink yeah, for that one. Don't drink for that one. Don't drink it. Don't no, drink for that one. It's gonna you be a hard memory there. I I said it during the uh, the the NBC, uh, NBC Sports Philly shoot, and we talked about it before we got on air today for your thing for Temple University. You know, this team has never experienced, a, or this city has never experienced a Super Bowl, so I don't think any of us really know how we would react. But I, I think I would just weep. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I'm not. I'm not lying. I, you know, they say your life flashes before your eyes, and I think in a second I would remember all those times at Veterans Stadium, uh, all those times leaving the game cold and disappointed. I can vividly remember. I I, I take a snap. This, this is a weird thing. This is, this is just weird. But uh, at the end of every season, at the last home game, 
I, I, when I walk out of the stadium, that entire walk, I'm just thinking about, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this. Every time I shuffle my feet out of that stadium, whether it be NFC Championship game, playoff game like against the Saints a couple years ago, or, you know, the regular season ends in disappointing fashion, I always remember that walk out of the stadium the last time. And I keep reminding myself, remember this, because someday this will be worth it. 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 And I think when that finally happens, you know, all those moments are going to flash before my eyes, and I, I think I'm just going to break down. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I first the ball, and then I, I'd, I'd want to be next to my dad. I mean, he's in his 80s, yeah. and he's been uh, my inspiration. And just to look in his eyes and have that moment, like, dude, I, that's crazy, dude. It'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'd do with myself. Yeah. I know I'd just be so excited, yeah. so happy. It really doesn't even matter who I think I'd be with. I think if I if I was able to just go run and find a giant crowd of Eagles fans to experience <laughs> body it, surf, be, yeah, just not not even body surf, but just go and just enjoy the moment yeah, with a giant man. crowd of Eagles fans, jump up and down. It'd be it'd be amazing. And there was a there was a conversation that we all kind of had. Actually, Mike, forget that. Uh, there was a conversation that that we all had. Like, would you rather be at the Super Bowl or would you rather be home? Like, where would you want to be for this? You got to be in Philly. And, and, and yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. The best night again, going back to it, the best night of my life was on Broad Street, partying with all those Phillies fans, just seeing a sea of red. Uh, I don't think I'd go to the game. It's it's going to be an actual. If go. it were to happen, it'd be an actual party of over a million people yeah. within Philadelphia. Yeah. I, and and we're already. I, I don't want to spill the beans again. I don't want to spill the beans, <laughs> but but Ma Dukes is already assigned me to finding a spot in Philly, close to Broad Street, where we can rent a room. Set up a giant TV so we can all watch it. Like get a cater. She's ready to drop like 10, 15 G's on this fucking on this like. Mama e. Yeah, Mama E is like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna die. I need to do this right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? She she's she's tired of waiting. So she's ready to drop coin on just renting out a place within sprinting distance of Broad Street because it's gonna happen. We all hug, we cry, and then we fucking go out, Take freeze off. our asses off, and party. Yeah. You know, I you guys <clears throat> you guys may or may not know this, but I was there in 2004 in Jackson. Were you? Yeah. So, how was it? Well, I mean, I mean, we know how it was, but it, it, it's not the game to be at. It's corporate. The guy yeah. sitting next to you is Phil from marketing, who sold extra Doritos that quarter, and his boss gave him the tickets. So I'm not going to the game. Besides sitting next to my friend, I'm sitting next to a bunch of strangers, and they're not Eagles fans. They're there for the experience. Right. Hmm. So to your point. I want to be in Philly. I wasn't here when we won the World Series. I was in Louisville in a room by myself because there weren't any Phillies fans around. That sucks. And, and, you know, I called my dad, and he was having fun because he was with everyone else. And and I want to be here. Now, if I have a box at the game... <laughs> it might be a little different, you know. There might be a, a play. You for might that, have to. You might have you know, to go talk to Mama E. See yeah. if you can pull those strings that I know only you can pull. Yeah, you yeah. know what but, I mean. But in all seriousness, no. To your point, you know, I, I want to be here for the celebration. Yeah. I want to be here for the hugging the random guy that I don't know because we have so much pride in our city, and, and it, it's almost like that's the last thing hanging over our heads. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is one of the best cities in the country and in the world. We're booming economically. It's a great place to be. But all we ever hear is shit. Oh, you didn't win a Super Bowl. Yep. Well, that's it. This is it. This is the last moment. The league can fold after this. 
after we take care <laughs> yeah. or less. Wouldn't that be great that football just ends like yeah. after the next collective yeah, bargaining agreement? We become the XFL. And we win the next three Super Bowls, and then the whole league fucking shuts and down, then, and we yeah. go, hey, listen, we, we, hey, nobody else is ever going to win one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's a pride thing, and that's, that's the last thing that we need. That's the last box that we need to check as a city, in my opinion, and that's it. You win that Super Bowl, all the monkeys are gone. All the annoying people on Twitter, you don't have a ring. We have three rings. It just got different nomenclature in 1961 versus 1960. Did yeah. you forget the 20 years before then? So, all right, we're 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 gonna uh, wrap it up. We appreciate everybody that uh, that checked in. Real quick, a uh, couple pieces of housekeeping notes before we wrap this thing up. Okay, last week, I, as I often do, I put it down on my sh- show notes. And I forget to fucking bring it up because I get on a tangent. We start talking about Nigerian punters and and, and, and <laughs> runs four twos. So. Then runs four twos, yeah. and then we get off on a track. Uh, we know through looking at the graphics, Justin is kind enough to show us a lot of times the, the, the different countries that that um, listen to Fourth and John, and we have a we have a pretty good hunch that a lot of military, active military that are maybe stationed overseas are listening. Um, to the podcast to just feel like a little piece of home is with them. And we appreciate that. And we certainly, uh, I, what I want to do is reach out, give me two military, the first two military guys that are stationed overseas, uh, to fourth and John at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We want to send you over a care package. I missed this during military appreciation week, but we got, we got some rally towels, some camo rally towels yeah. from the last tailgates. All right. We got some fourth and John swag. We got, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a couple of auto. I, I don't know, but I want to do something. I got to do something. So I want to set the first two military station guys overseas, um, that we can bring a, a little piece of Philadelphia, a little piece of home to you. Please email fourthandjohn at gmail.com. Yeah. We'll get something out to you. Um, the rest of them, we'll, 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 try to, we'll try to do something for you, baby, because we, we appreciate your service and your sacrifice. Yeah, thank you very um, I know it's 930. I, I got three more things. Let me just, let me just bust through this shit. Uh, E-Rock Impression Contest. All right, so in, in group chat in, uh, on Twitter, uh, our boy Trox put together a pretty good um, – E-Rock impression, all right, of the intro. I've always wanted, through this entire time that I've been doing YouTube since 2008, Twitter and stuff like that, nobody's really given me kind of like the, here's you doing you. You know what I mean? Nobody's been able to nail down an impression of me. So we're going to start running a Twitter contest. You don't have to tweet it out, but throw it in our DMs at at 4th and John. Give us us, uh, your E-Rock impression. If it's the best one at the end of the season, okay, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six weeks, all right? We're going to give them a 4th and John shirt from the 4th and John shop. Free. Send it out to you. Pick one. Uh, Philly Dilly. Philly 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 Philly. Dilly. Classic Jeff Rock and the Philly Dilly. Uh, We're going to run an E-Rock impression contest. Please do that. Next 4th and John tailgate, Dominic the Barber. The world-famous Dominic the Barber is going to be there giving fresh Eagles cuts, by the way, for free. He's bringing his mobile bus, which is like he converted into a barber shop, and he's going to be doing cuts. And if you check the Twitter account, uh, the Fourth and John Twitter account, some pictures. He does the Eagles logo. He does wings. All you got to do is tip. That's the only thing I'm going to ask you. Is to tip the guy. Maybe throw him ten bucks for throwing a wing on your head. Uh, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm going to get two Eagles wings because I got nothing going on up top. I'm going to get two Eagles wings on the side uh, and try. Gail's looking at me. Funny. <laughs> I'm All trying right. to picture that shit. I'm like, well, I'm going to have him do the reverse because normally you shave yeah, the yeah, wing yeah. into the head. What I'm going to do is Can't have him shave everything else and keep the hair as the wings. It's going to look absolutely fucking ridiculous. 
but I'm going to rocket the entire tailgate. And last but not least, before we get on out of here, Adobe Friday night. Adobe in South Philadelphia, our good friend Aaron, also known as Hood Rat, uh, is going to take us to... Because it's Thanksgiving weekend, right? A lot of people are home for the holiday. So if you can't make it out to the tailgate, if you can't make it to the game, come out and party with your favorite tailgate crew. We're going to do a little karaoke singing at Adobe in South Philadelphia. Uh, with fucking our Jager with bombs. Our fucking Jager bombs and, and doing all that. So, Justin, okay, let's wrap it up. I got all my housekeeping notes done, thank God. Check, 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 check. It was an awesome show today, guys. Yes. Thanks, Class and Jeff, for stopping in and, and dropping some knowledge on the mic. Excellent points. Appreciate everybody that's tuning in live today on Periscope. The Philly Mike was doing. Did we do the Facebook Live? Yes, the, I did. did you did the mic. Ca- all right, did so the mic fa- cam. The mic cam on Facebook Live was, was dropped its debut tonight. So that was awesome. Appreciate everybody listening in. Everybody who's buying the T-shirts on FourthAndJohn.com. Let's break it out. Last time. E A G L E S Eagles. Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Finish him! Pop your pouch! Yes, you did! Say it with your chest! Too fucking easy! Not a mercy. We're all high in here. You can't handle the truth! What? Jager bombs. Whoa, Nelly! Surprise, motherfucker. He wasn't ready. Does he look like a bitch? Okay, fuck! Does he look like a bitch?